Hello everybody, and welcome once again to Detect and Protect, the Australian Biosecurity Podcast. I'm your guest host, Casey Baines, and we're continuing our special series to celebrate last year's 30th anniversary of the Biosecurity Detector Dog program. The program plays a vital role in the interception of biosecurity risks in the airport, mail and cargo environments. Our Detector Dog's excellent agility and super noses makes them one of our most effective and lovable detection methods. Our guest for today's podcast, and the last of our past handlers we'll hear, is Claire O'Shaughnessy. Claire had multiple stints in the program, which accumulated in a total of 14 years' service. Biosecurity Detector Dogs first started sniffing out risk at international airports, but due to their massive success in airports, the program expanded into international mail centres. Claire played an integral role as the program grew to deploy active response dogs to screen mail. She talks us through the initial steps of detecting mail and sourcing various dog breeds to be developed into detector dogs. She also outlines how the detector dogs assisted in creating profiles for high-risk cohorts importing goods through the mail. Let's jump into the interview and hear some of Claire's amazing first-hand stories. To start off, could you um, give us a bit of an understanding of how you joined the program and how long you were a handler and where, where you were deployed? Uh, sure. I was. Um, I joined uh, the Detector Dogs in 1997. So I started with the department in 1995. Um, right, yeah. And um, yeah, obviously did worked in a number of as a back then quarantine officer, but biosecurity mm-hmm. officer um, in a number of different sort of operational areas. Um, Got some exposure, I guess, to uh, the, uh, the the beagles at the airport um, yep. uh, when I was working working in that uh, that area of operation, and um, yeah, from there I got uh, they were deciding to expand the um, the active response um, teams. Yeah. So um, that would be uh, working in the mail and um, uh, import cargo. So so in the yeah. air, air courier um, areas of operation, and they they done um, I guess had a uh, a pilot of um, initial dog, which was um, Rowdy. He was um, up in Brisbane. Um, so the the blue healer or the cat yeah. dog, I think I've seen some photos of him. Yeah. 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 So he was the initial one and then um from there decided to expand um in Sydney. So um yeah, in that that uh I thought that was interesting. i I guess I'd had a bit of experience in the operational sense. So um in terms of, of what I could bring to the 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 role it was that I'd had a bit of bit of operational experience um, and then you know I've got a, a my background is a, I've got an ag science degree and majored in yeah. in animals so um, oh, okay cool um, you know ha- have a keen interest in animals um, yeah. and uh, you know outside of that I'd, I you know I have my own own animals and um, right, yeah. uh, uh, horses so I'm, I'm just keen on uh, you know training and and that was a you know yeah, a, a, an interest of mine anyway so so yeah i guess that's why i put my hand up thought it was a interesting challenge and um yeah jumped on board went went through the uh at, at that time it was an eight week eight week training program at um right, yeah. at Hanrob and that was run 
Um, you know, Steve Austin was the contracted trainer at that that right, point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and got teamed up with my um, first detector dog. So there was on that course there were four yeah. of us, um, mm-hmm. uh, three uh, three ladies and a and a, a man. Uh, and yep. um, of that, the three three ladies stayed were deployed in Sydney and. Um, 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 I've just had a mind blank as to um, uh, who, who the uh, who the guy was, <laughs> yeah. and I think he might still be in the program or not long oh, out right. of it. Um, yeah, he went to Brisbane um, and worked oh, up okay, there. So cool. yeah, so we oh, yes. um, uh, yeah, I guess that was uh, that was that we had back in that time. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was. Uh, the the response we were sort of split into two active response and and passive response yeah. um, detector dogs and and so as part of that active response uh, team we were working in uh, the mail um, and air, yeah. air cargo areas and at that time all the mail was um, we did our our um, our work was all at the Qantas mail handling unit so right, right at the yeah. at the airport. Um, and, um, yeah, look, it was pretty challenging. It was pretty much, um, uh, you know, the three, the three of us that started, we, we, uh, you know, um, had to lean on each other a fair bit to do the job. There were no work instructions. There were no, (laughs) um, you know, instructional material on how you, how you went about it. It was essentially, um, here's the mail. Go and find something. Find the best practice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, so that was that was, um, and I worked. I uh, was in the active uh, team for mm-hmm. uh, till till about two thousand. So I've been in the department for um, or oh, twenty seven yeah. years, yeah. or just coming up to my twenty seventh <laughs> in September. So um, yeah, of that. Time I kind of moved in, moved in and out of the detector dogs at various times, and um, yeah. but but all told, uh, I, I've sort of been in in dogs for about fourteen years of that twenty seven years. So, oh, so you know, I've got a real, I've had a real passion for it over over the years in, in the department, and yeah. really, you know, I think it's it's um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my my time. So, so that was sort of the first first. Those first years, and then um, yeah, I went off and did some export stuff for a while, and um, right, yeah. and then came back into the the program, and came that's um, uh, in two thousand, and um, and then uh, at that time, I think we just started to uh, get sourced some uh, a contract with. Um, um, Border force in in getting a supply oh, right, of yeah. of Labrador. So prior to that, um, all all of our our dogs were. So when I started, they were all um, you know rescue animals or donated dogs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And and um, much of our time, even as as handlers, was uh, what we used to call road testing dogs for their suitability right, for yeah. the program. So over the course of that first. Um, few years we were you know we put out campaigns to the the um the public if you like and and yeah. in terms of you know have you got a dog that suits these this criteria you know do they have a high mm-hmm. um you know 
do they want to play ball all day or whatever it is? Yeah. So we 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 would go out as handlers and go and road test various um, you oh, know uh, okay. people's dogs that that they thought oh we can't for whatever reason they 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 couldn't manage them or they had that okay. had that yeah. sort of really high drive that that might have been suitable for um for our purposes. So so yeah that 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 was an interesting component as well is that that um not only were you developing your skills as a, a handler but also um you know applying your knowledge for um assessing assessing dogs and and selecting for yeah. you know potential recruitment um into into yeah. the program so that that was a good good thing so um that would have been really exciting yeah yeah it was um, it was so it was when... it was good and bad like the 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 upside of it was when you found one and 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 got them into the program as as yeah. you know and and you could see them develop and and get teamed with a, a handler and and become successful uh, in the field. The 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 downside was that you looked at a lot of a lot of dogs um, that um, that weren't suitable you know, and then you knew that weren't that they'd suitable have to go to a shelter or something like that. Yeah, 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 and and we did do we did go to. Um, animal shelters and RSPCA and stuff like that. So um, I'll send through, I've got a bunch of articles and things and photos from oh, that'd um, be great. from when I started um, and and of that crew of, of detector dogs, my first detector dog was a red cattle dog cross foxy right, yeah. type mix um, cool. and, and she was an RSPCA. I think rescue, um, along with um, one of the other original active dogs, um, uh, Lupo, who was a, a, a Roddy Rottweiler cross um, right, yep. cattle dog. Um, yeah, yep. and then uh, and obviously you saw Rowdy, and and um, there was another cattle dog, Ricky, that that was in that first program. Yep. So um, yeah, so yep. Um, yep. so so when. When you look back, do you have one go-to story or one interesting find that you tell people when they ask ask about your time as a handler? Oh, look, I think there's there's heaps, but but I think yeah. um, <laughs> for me, I, I I guess in that first those first few um, uh, weeks that we that we started in the field, um, you know, I was pretty excited to be the the handler that found our had our first find in Sydney, so oh, that cool. was that was some um, some fresh lavender, so some some lavender um, yeah. cuttings. So so you know that that kind of you know always sticks in your mind. That's the first first thing that you think. Well, mm-hmm. you've done all this training, and and now I'm in the field, and 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 yeah, look look what we've we've come up, we've come up with. And so I was pretty. Pretty excited um, to to um, yeah to have that I guess on the list of, of of things that of achievements that that I was you know had the first find in in Sydney. Um, yeah. The other I guess there was a couple of um, I think probably also I think it was the first handler my detector dog found she found some um, live turtles. Um, right, and yeah. you know you don't expect it in the mail, but but they yeah, were. Um, and I remember, uh, yeah, that was quite. Um, yeah, look, 
not something that you're expecting and I, and I recall the handler that was assisting me and and um yeah the 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 surprise on her face when well, we realized what was in that package yeah. that, um you know it, it <laughs> certainly certainly uh it, yeah open opened her opened her eyes to things mm. and um I mean I guess also what what it was interesting at that time was that um you know we because the male hadn't been um heavily screened by detector dogs um right. at that time it was basically randomly um i think selected by officers um i yep. don't think it had been um i think some of it was x-rayed but not you know not the majority yep. so you know when we by um you know, having the 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 detector dogs go over it, we came across a number of different, um, uh, I guess, trends and things that seasonal trends that we discovered and that previously right, weren't yeah. weren't known. Um, mm -hmm. So things like um, you know heading towards the the festive season at Christmas that that a particular um, you know countries um, would send uh, you know fresh sprigs of conifer in their mail as part of that festive oh, thing. It was a traditional yeah. thing. So, um, you know, all of, all of, you know, I think that that's probably one of the the things that I'm proud of as well is that, that, you know, as a, as a cohort, we, we started really that, that um, forefront of, of risk-based intervention in terms of being yeah, able to identi identify, you know, um, trends and and seasonal occurrences of, of of things of high risk and then going okay we would yeah. target particularly around christmas time every, all mail from germany or austria or those those types of um countries because we knew that that you know we we, we were getting yeah. um pretty much every mm. second package would have a piece wow. of plant material in it and um you know i, I guess that's that's um uh yeah something that 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 really gives you that boost of of you you're doing something you know you're being effective yeah, you're, you're, sure. you're stopping these things coming in so um yeah there was there were things like that that um uh yeah we would, we would find so yeah, i think conifer was one uh, there were like packages of of um a particular type of sausage that they would send through. All right, um, okay. So all of those things were were really, um, I, you know, I, I think, uh, and given that I've got a, I guess, a science background, I kind of understand yeah. that 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 um, the consequence if that stuff has oh, you know, potentially has FMD or yeah. foot and mouth disease or can bring something in. And, and um, so, you know, I, I guess all of that, ties into wanting to get the best out of out of your assigned detector dog um yeah and and later on um when i came back uh, so yeah so i've sort of been three three periods of time where i've, I've been with detector right, dogs yeah, yeah um so i came back as i said uh 2000 and then to 2004 and then i got a a, a promotion um as a as a supervisor and so took that um and then i came back in um uh 2000 and just 2007 it was um yep. and then to to 20 
16, I think, as and I was a tech super um, for that uh, period. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole, um, you know, developing your own dog, but then it's coming back as a, a tech, uh, technical supervisor that whole developing a team and yeah. getting the most and and helping that that whole um uh you know coaching and training handlers to to get yeah. the best out of their especially their team because as well when when you started you had to sort of set the ground yourself and find the best way things happen so being able to impart that knowledge again to your team after must have been pretty rewarding yeah absolutely yeah. and i think you know if there were you did learn a lot, um, yeah. Uh, and and um, yeah, I think in, in that being able to to yeah give, give give the the next handlers coming into the into the teams that that extra knowledge and understanding um, so yeah. that you know every every time someone comes along we're imp- we're improving what we're doing. Yeah, um, I think is 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 really rewarding. So. Um. So an interesting thing that you mentioned for me was you went from active dogs and you were around when we first started to get Labradors from ABF. Did you mm. see benefits or difficulties that the Labradors had compared to the active dogs that we had or compared to the beagles that were in, in the airports? Um, look, I, I guess I was um, having um, having worked in... Uh, the active side of things. We did work mm-hmm. alongside um, Border Force and Customs pretty, yeah, um, true. pretty well. So, so I guess in in those early days, um, we did actually form quite a, a a good relationship with with um, those handlers in yeah. in um, Border Force because, you know, they they've been doing it for a while. So, yep. being able to to bounce some um questions on them you know we had yeah. we obviously had some some support from um uh simon mills who was up in brisbane he was the mm-hmm. the supervisor but he was in brisbane so you know yeah, it, it, it was it, it's um that, that was probably the start of rem- remote supervising but um anyway uh so yeah we did sort of utilize what was at our disposal around us and and ask yeah. questions and and um you know uh, get get some uh, some additional um, feedback on that, and I think certainly um, the the consistency of of um, uh, the dogs' drive and and yeah. um, their characters, I guess, were um, some of those initial. I think Labradors that we got weren't weren't probably the top tier from their breeding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> breeding group and, and yeah. perhaps we just got the you know what what they didn't want what anymore type after, thing yeah. but the leftovers but um but you know as the years went on I think we got a more a more um uh, consistent um uh dog from them and and, and I think um yeah it, it was I think it, it has helped the the program to have that that um you know good baseline standard of 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 dog that's got a good drive um yeah i mean i i as i say the beagles were certainly um you know in, in their time and how we used to operate they certainly yeah. did did an excellent job at, at the airport um and um 
Yeah, there was a couple of beagles actually we tried trialed, um, and certainly the work in the mail. The, the Labrador is a bit bit more robust, but there was a couple yeah. of beagles that they did try um, to see whether they could work in the mail environment, and and probably just in terms of how we were operating in the beginning, much of it was done a bit more labour intensive, and or right. you know things weren't weren't. Um, how do I put it? Laid out as well yeah, in in terms of a nice. search. You know, we were we were you know searching um, parcels in in UODs, so unit load devices, yeah. so where where they have the the packages. So we were just having to throw them in there, and they dig around, and you know, hopefully, right. and then you know, if wow. they if they did a response, we just have to pull packages out and lay them out Split on the ground, up. sort of thing, right. and you know, and and so it was very much labour intensive and probably you know that medium size dog was was yeah, was going to be better suited to it um but not to say that you know some of the smaller dogs their agility um and especially working at so we did did um uh in the beginning we would go we would go to um air freight bonds as well so we would go to the oh, likes yeah. of fedex um, TNT, uh, UPS, and DHL, the big, big yeah. four, um, uh, what they call KPEC bonds. So, um, yeah, we would go there, and that was again was was pretty dirty, dusty environment where you were yeah. searching cages of packages. Um, there were, um, uh, you know, FedEx had like a, a shoot ramp area that that you would just sort of throw the dog up there to go and search. So you you know it was it was kind of different different environment yeah. in that regard. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's that consistency of um, of drive in the animal and 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 also their their temperament. I mean, I you know I, I love the Labradors. I I think they they um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think in terms of, of of how they've come along in the program, have have certainly um, proved their adaptability to be able to, um, you know, be multi-purpose dogs and work in both yeah. both environments. Um, yeah, and I guess some of the other we did. Um, I think after we we commenced with the multi-purpose um, deployments. Um, there was a phase there that that um, we needed additional additional dogs, and um, right, yeah. uh, I was involved in in identifying and putting forward a proposal. We had some active response um, Labradors that that we, um, even though they are in their sort of uh, more mature part of their their working yeah. life, um, yeah, we we did a, a proposal and we did a. a a conversion where they they were um yeah uh, became multi-purpose dogs so it's probably not uh, the usual pro process but yeah. um and that that in itself was a really kind of exciting in that um a it wasn't the usual way that that multi-purpose dogs are brought up brought on they usually start yeah. in the passive environment um at the airport and then they oh, okay. then they progress to the mail um um so yeah the challenge of of um uh not own, yeah going back the other way um yeah it was was certainly a really really rewarding to see them then 
you know, go into the work, work in, 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 um, yeah, but have that that ability to adapt and work in in the airport environment as well. So, yeah, um, cool. yeah it was it was good. So, lots um, lots of fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, obviously, the department has just done an external recruitment round for handlers um, for the first time in a long time. Um, when yeah. you think back, as your time as a handler and as a tech super particularly, um, can you think of some attributes that um, really um, people with them thrive as handlers? Yeah, look, I think a um, couple of things that that I always I thought um, stood handlers in good stead was was the um, really the 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 a curious nature. So so being yeah. prepared to um, uh, you know think about things, being prepared to try things, um, mm -hmm. you know take on take on on feedback on on how how you're working, but but. Um, you know, have that curious nature to investigate, um, you know, explore things, um, have an understanding, yeah. obviously have 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 a good basic understanding of the principles and, and be, yeah. you know, aware of the principles of, of um, you know, conditioning dogs and, and how you're training them. And, and part of that, mm -hmm. you, you know, you're only going to get the best out of out of an animal if you're you're working with them. So, yeah, um, sure. you know, understanding that that is 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 fundamental but um um i think that having that that curious nature and 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 willingness to you know come to work in a um i guess with it with an attitude that that there's always something new to learn so yeah. um and 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 i think those that did that certainly um you know did got the most out of their their animals their dogs yeah. and and um you know, in terms of okay, they were willing to, um, uh, you know, think through a problem. The dogs, I don't know, got a false response problem on a particular, yeah. you know, um, particular thing. Always hits, you know, always responds to chocolate or something. Um, <laughs> but you know, work through, work through what that plan is to to how you know try and try and work out why that is. Um, you know, yeah. and then you know systematically work through a, a training plan of of how you're gonna gonna work through that that um, yeah. issue with the dog so you know that that sort of um analytical i think as well as as curious and whether you can have a combination of that i don't know i think you can um, yeah, for sure. um but also i think that 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 um i think that the the handlers should come into it with a a passion for what they do as well. Um, yeah. The thing, the thing that I um, probably kept me going with it, with it was that that you know I, I felt that whenever you found something that that was um, you know high risk, you you yeah. you felt you were doing <laughs> doing something. You know, you, yeah, you were, for sure. You yeah. know, you you were achieving something. You you were certainly stopping um, you know potential pests and diseases coming in um so yeah that whole taking an interest in 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 um the background of why you're yeah. doing what you're doing i think also helps as well i think um yeah some some uh, understanding of that and and yeah passion for what you do you know that you're making a difference so to speak and um you know if if everybody in the team is is thinking that way you, you're only going to get Get the most out of out of um, yeah, for sure. you know 
your, your dogs and, and people. So, um, you know, and ultimately I think, uh, yeah, most handlers that come into it are, do come into it with a, uh, a passion for what they do. Um, yeah. You know, some 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 handlers, you know, have had a science background. Some had, um, you know, animal handling background that they, yeah. you know, they they wanted to to work with animals. So um, uh, equally, those those types of uh, handlers have been successful over over the time that I was there. So, it here, it, it's really interesting how you say more problem solving and analytics, but really you're working as a team, as a handler and a dog. So you, um, people with animal handling backgrounds and people with science backgrounds need to work with their dog specifically to understand their dog before you can understand what you're doing as well. So yeah, really absolutely. interesting to hear. Um, uh, just thinking, given you've had a few stints with the Detector Dog Program, um, can you think about a, a typical day as a handler or a, a what your day might look like? I know you were in the active role and then you've also had multi-purpose dogs, but can you run us through yeah. what sort of a, a typical day might be as a handler? Yeah, so look, I am I can only go of when I uh, uh, finished up, but I, I yep. guess it depended where you were um where you were rostered for that day so mm -hmm. so obviously when i i uh, finished up we you worked we were working both in the mail environment um and and the airport so it depended where yep. you were you were rostered for that day um i guess at that time we were uh yeah when i first started obviously the responsibility of of um of uh the dogs um we would either um, be allocated to pick them up um, from right, the kennels yeah. um, and uh, then then get them to uh, get them to the work environment. So usually you would start, um, say for example, for the airport, it might be a pretty early pretty early yeah. start, <laughs> um, especially back in the in the days when we had the dogs housed at Eastern Creek. So there was oh, right. it was yeah. Um, yeah. you know it was a pretty good hour. You were starting at four in the morning to get get to the airport by a, a sort of five five thirty start yeah. um, type thing. Um, so yeah, you would obviously get the get the animals there. Set, uh, initial um, get get down to the the um, the screening hall area. Uh, there would be obviously within the team. There's there's um, at that time we would we would usually be covering two two. Um, Two halls, so mm -hmm. so two arrival halls. So you would you know determine which which teams would be in in what what hall, which, yeah. um, and uh, usually we'd communicate uh, you know communicate with the the um, the operational supervisors there on what flights were coming in um, for the day, and then and then uh, you know get prepared. We'd usually have a bit of a uh, short period of time where we could do some uh, a little bit of training beforehand, um, just right. to uh, uh, you know set up some some brief training runs. And if the handlers are um, uh, you know working on something in particular, we you know set up a particular training run to uh, to uh, you know work on wh whatever that identified needed needed improving. Um, right, yeah. And then yeah, get ready, get ready for the the first flights to come in. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, 
usually at that time with at that, at that time there was um depending on whether it was uh risk assessment officers or or um you know parts of a whole flight depending on how it was directed yep. to us we would you know um it, it would come through and obviously we worked together as a team to to set up a, a screening run um and uh you know screen passengers as they came in um yeah set them up appropriately and then yeah hopefully we find things some good finds yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you yourself have been quite successful and you said you've been in and out of the program a fair bit um is there any particular things or things that you took away from being a handler or being part of the program that you think helped you develop into your career to, to where you are now? Um, yeah, look, I think it, it's, um, I think that it certainly has helped um, me to be, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've, in managing um handlers as as a supervisor that certainly you know uh set me up for with some good leadership skills um yep. you know uh, managing handlers and dogs adds an extra sort of yeah. component to to yep. things um and so you know not only you you're um, looking after the welfare of of um of uh, the people you you're also you know responsible yeah, for, the, for dogs. the dogs in the team um yep. so you know that sort of added an extra extra component to it so you know i think it set me up for for being able to you know multitask on things and 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 work through um you know some some challenging challenging issues yeah. um i think i think it, it also because we were um you know the handlers were working in multiple areas um we you know different operational areas i think it, it it really helped me i guess to develop that that network and understanding of the the department as a whole um yeah. and and how you know all everything fits together maybe maybe not so much the handlers but certainly as a tech super you have that awareness you're you're interacting with with um yeah you know people across various levels in the de in the, the department and and mm -hmm. and i think it certainly um uh you know sets you up well for you know stakeholder engagement type um you know yeah, understanding sure. and and you know you're working with um out at out at um out of the gateway facility you're working with australia post you're working with um you know yeah, there's a certain a, a particular demographic and culture of people that that tend to work out at the the postal area. Yeah. So um, you're working with um, uh, you know alongside border force in yeah. in all areas. So yeah, that that whole um, yeah ability to to manage a team and have them work well alongside and and um, other yeah. other um, agencies and and stakeholders. I think you know really um yes set set me up for that that kind of yeah. uh um those skills in in um negotiation and and uh yeah, um yeah. you know um <laughs> working together and collaboration because you know none of none of what happens in our um in our operations happens in isolation it's always um you know with either yeah you know other other members of our our own organization you know at the airport um 
and uh, you know you're you, you've got your team, but you're again part of a broader team. So yeah, you know, making sure that 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 not only is I operated in that way, but the handlers understood that as well. So um, yeah, I think true. that 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 um, yeah was something something that I I think has was a good experience, and that whole um, I think that ability to um, yeah. Starting out where where we were had very, I guess, minimal guidance on on getting something, yep. making something successful. Um, I think that um, you know we you had to be pretty uh, uh, have a fair bit of ingenuity in how you went about yeah yeah operating, and so I think that that helped as well. You know, just that that um, drive to want to see it succeed and. Um, yeah um you know where, where there's not guidance material you know working yeah. through what's problem what's solving. the best yeah. yeah problem solving what the approach is to best to you know not only um for you for yourself as a handler and a you know a worker how you can best best work but but you know how's that gonna play out in terms of um uh you know getting getting the best best out of the your assigned dog so yeah, i think true. um all, all of that stuff, yeah, certainly um, has has um, st- stood me in good stead yeah, over over yeah. over my career. <laughs> yeah, um, and look, met you... some really great people. I think that's oh, the true. other thing yeah. is that yeah. the people that I've worked with along the way, um, yeah, fantastic. And and um, I, I guess that whole um, you know handlers are generally passionate people. And so, yeah. you know, we're all there for the common common good and, and usually, yeah. uh, you know, quite enthusiastic people. Um, yeah. And honestly, you know, even on your worst day, um, you knew that if you were turning up and working working a, your dog, your dog's always going to be happy to see you. And yeah. it's, it's that rewarding, you know, what other job do you get where you reward and play with the dog for yeah. and get paid for it i guess that have, have a colleague that's, that's always happy to see you every single day yeah, no matter what yeah, yeah. So, so that that side of it you know that that always keeps you keeps you coming back next day you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um you mentioned you had horses did you ever get the chance to um adopt a, a working dog from our fleet to come home with you or or you just had your animals yourself <laughs> did you did I? <laughs> well that that one in the middle that one yeah uh, un- unfortunately she's passed away i, I only uh, had to get a had a put down about oh, it's not not long about three weeks uh, ago yeah but you know, she was the last of my my detector dogs. Um, yeah. So, um, look, as with most, um, I took and and homed uh, all of the all of the detector dogs that uh, that were assigned to me um, over yeah. my my years. So yeah, my original detector dog. Um, then I had a, a so the the cattle dog cross. Um, she came home with with me. Um, uh then uh the labrador prince um had him he he was you know and and um and then uh another labrador winter and another labrador max um and then then quiana who was she was um i wasn't directly assigned to quiana but she was in my 
the team that I managed and the handler. Um, you know, so I worked worked her anyway during during um, during her working life, but um, the handler couldn't couldn't take her, so I was more than happy to to give her a home because she was a yeah one of the a lovely lovely dog out of our team. So she yeah she managed to. I think she was uh, fourteen and. 11 months before she passed so you know they good good innings and yeah um yeah loved loved having them home I I didn't um yeah I didn't get an opportunity with any of the beagles but not to say that um you know um yeah most as I say the majority do go with their handlers once once you've been working with them for for any length of time you know you just just um yeah, you want to want to give them give them a good life after when they retire. Especially um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it sounds like you have a lovely home with lots of very happy animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fortunate, uh, fortunate. They, they. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had had um and you know during that time of 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 uh, got a couple of kids now and the kids um you know certainly the Labradors were um uh, just yeah really fitted into the family and yeah. and um you know we're we're, we're super uh, super good mates with um with the kids so uh yeah that's good to hear um look we might wrap up but i have one final question for you um do you have any advice to anyone who might aspire to be a detective or candler or or any wisdom that you can impart yeah um look i think <laughs> My advice is is um, uh, you know be interested, be be curious, um, uh, you know find out find out all the information that you can. Um, there's plenty of yeah. plenty of um, you know I think uh, there's so many opportunities to 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 get an understanding of of what what the detector dogs do and and um, you know potential exposure to them um obviously if there's um you know we we uh certainly when i was um in the program we were happy to to give people opportunity to to get exposure and talk about what we do and how we do it so that you know they've got some basic understanding but but be you know be curious and interested and and um you know i think uh have fun have fun with it yeah. really that's that's yeah. the the main thing like you're there to do a job but um but certainly for um uh you know to to maximize what you get out of it out of a uh a, a um relationship with a working dog you need to be have be be happy to be there and have fun so um yeah. you know i think appreciate that that uh, you're in a unique position and yeah, um and uh you know it's it's not something that that everybody gets to do um yeah yeah and i think um, i think that was that's that was all your questions yep that was everything thank you so oh much there was one question oh, yeah. i did read a question that was yeah. who was your who was your um most famous um oh yeah true did you have I someone think, in particular that you met yeah on I, did, I did i did um Oh, I had to do a clearance of Julia Gillard when she came in, so oh, right. um, yeah. went across went across to the aircraft and and did a a clearance with her. Well, I had a beagle at that time, um, 
Oh, yeah. uh, one of the Beatles. So um, yeah, that that one was pretty yeah, notable. Uh, she didn't didn't pay us much attention, but anyway, yeah. we did. And I assume you didn't get anything you found. <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, didn't find anything. <laughs> Which is good, which is a good thing. Yes, very good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Claire, for taking some time out yeah. of your day. I'm sure it's very busy. Um, we're planning to take a clip or two out of the interview, um, which will go up on the department socials in the next month or two. And then at the end of the year, we're planning to do a, a wrap up, a, maybe a documentary length something or a montage of everyone that we've talked to and everything that we've done for, for the 30th anniversary. Sure. So. Um, we're so super I've excited. Got a, yeah. yeah, I've got a bunch of pictures that I can mm -hmm. probably send through of um, previous, uh, yeah, in the early days. And um, I've got yeah, an uh, interesting um, uh, newspaper clip out of the oh, okay. Australian from when, um, when we first started the actual, the minister launch, did a launch. Um, oh, okay, so, yeah. you know, back in the day, that was that pretty exciting. The, yeah. I think he's uh, John Anderson. I think he was the minister. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. did a did a launch of the the detector dogs at the mail centre. Um, oh, so right, yeah, there's a bit a bit of an article on that, which was um, which is good. So I can send that through. Well, Thank you so much for that. And we're also getting um, some show bags to, to boost our merchandise. I'm sure you've seen the plushies, but we'll send you a show bag, which has a, a bunch of different 30th anniversary stuff as a thank you. So oh, okay. thank you That's so much again. Kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and have a wonderful afternoon. Okay. You too. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Detect and Protect. You can find out more information on the department's website or by visiting biosecurity.gov.au. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast series to get updates on future topics and learn more about Australian biosecurity. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media pages. Thanks very much for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Detect and Protect.